Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. This is Hawa and welcome back to another episode of Hawa Unscripted. This episode today is going to be about the power of dua. But before I even get into that, I wanted to just talk about like subhanAllah how the order of these episodes came out because like Allahu Alam, I did not plan I did not plan for them to be in this order. We started off with love languages. We figured out how we love so that we can build that relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then we moved on to learning the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the purpose being the more that we learn about him the more that we love him and love what he has asked of us and that also contributing to strengthening our relationship with him and now subhanallah we are at the power of dua and this is a topic that I can go on and on about so we'll try to keep it short and sweet okay dua in Surah Baqarah, verse 186, it says, Though my servants ask you concerning me, indeed, I am near. I respond to the invocation of the supplicant when he calls upon me, so let them respond to me and believe in me that they may be guided. Also, in Surah Ghafir, verse 60, it says, And your Lord says, Call upon me and I will respond. And it just goes on and on. Several times, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to call on him, to ask of him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has infinite power and greatness and it will not run out. So ask of him for all that you need, whether that be big and small. I always hear people say, be delusional when you ask of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I 100% back that message of be delusional, but don't just be delusional. Believe and have tawakkal that what you ask me will answer if it is good for you. That leads me to the ways that a dua is answered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He answers it in three ways. The first way being yes, so you get what it is that you asked for. The second being yes, but not now. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will delay, will restore it for us in the hereafter. And the third, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a better plan for us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will divert an evil from happening or something similar to it. So either way, make that dua. You will benefit in some way, shape, or form. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is unhakim, the all-wise. Just trust that either whatever you ask for will be given to you. And if it isn't given to you, keep making that dua. And if it isn't given to you after that, know that his wisdom is far beyond ours. And there is something better down the line. So when we don't get what we ask for sometimes, it's important to recall that and to keep that in mind. Now that we kind of talked a little bit about dua, I wanted to share a few duas that I made that had such an impact on my life and yes three it was so hard to narrow down because there's so much maybe in the future inshallah i'll make um another part or several parts but these are three du'as that i made that has such an impact on my life and my journey and relationship with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the first du'a that i used to make consistently was ya Rab, remove the desires from my heart for what you do not wish for me I made this du'a frequently, what seemed like such a long time ago, but it really wasn't. I had no relationship or connection to my Islam or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I was chasing a life that I wanted so badly and that I couldn't see myself walking away from, but I knew that it was on the path of deen and that where I wanted to be in my relationship with my religion and with my Rabb, I just couldn't balance that life anymore and I knew I had to give it up. So I consistently made this dua and alhamdulillah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I can confidently say he answered it because because I was able to walk away from this thing that I thought was at some point was my purpose I thought I was passionate about 
but a few du'as later, I don't care about it. It's like, I put Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on one side and I put the dream I was chasing on the other. That wasn't even a decision that required weighing when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was in the picture. When I knew that I was giving it up for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it made it that much easier and subhanAllah with times I no longer wanted or desired the life that I was chasing before and alhamdulillah the next dua that I wanted to share is the one I'm making consistently now it is Ya Rab soften my heart and guide it soften my heart and don't allow it to go astray and I make this one because now that I have Islam in my heart it is not a feeling that I want to lose just the immense comfort and peace that I feel in my heart I want to lose so I pray to the one who inspired it in my heart and the one who inshallah will never take it away and then moving on to the third dua that I want to share with you guys kind of continuing off of the last dua I mentioned I didn't have a connection or relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so when I did start to have that I started looking at my circle and I realized I had no Muslim friends not a single one and I wanted friends that I can love for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that would help me on this journey to to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and just be the thing that kept me going because this was all in a way new to me and I just wanted that support system so I would always ask Ya Rab or Ya Rahab which is a name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is the giver of all he is the supreme bestower and I asked Ya Rahab grant me friends that I can love for the sake of you and that will bring me closer to my deen and closer to you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Grant me friends that pursue in the straight path so that we may accompany each other. And Alhamdulillah, that is another dua that I can say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has answered for me. And I am so, so grateful. And those same friends Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answered my dua with that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gifted me. I asked them to share a dua that they made and that impacted them and why. You know, they pulled through. But um, no, these are the du'as of my friends who I care and love for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase all of them and continue to guide them and continue to raise their ranks and grant them all the highest level of Jannah. Ameen, ya Rabbil Alameen. Everyone say Ameen. <laughs> and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant every listener righteous friends that will help keep them on the straight path, that will support them in the decisions they make for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahumma Ameen, ya Rabbil Alameen. Okay. So I had them send me text messages or voice messages. For this first one, this friend of mine sends a voice message and not only sharing her dua, but sharing a part of her life with us, sharing her story in a way. And I'll let her get into that, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. So the dua that comes to mind is the dua that I had made when I was um, 22 years old. I had I had just turned 22, so I was 21 turning 22. Um, I feel like this was the time of my life where everything had really changed for me, and I think that I was making this dua because I knew that something needed to change for me in that moment, or else I knew that the path that I was heading down um, was not a good path and ultimately um you know i had been straying away from the dean for many years already i I hadn't not i was not practicing at all at this time like literally at all by any means standards i always you know my faith in allah was always there but i participating in a lot of um activities that i shouldn't be participating in so 
this was the first time that I had ever completely lived alone or been alone. So when I was 21, 22 years old that summer, it was right after my last semester of nursing school, I had um, moved into an apartment completely all on my own. And I was really hard on myself about the whole college thing. And I felt like a complete failure um, already. <laughs> um, and I, and me, not being in a situation financially, I was just really overwhelmed to the point that I just started um, just basically doing things to just distract me, like just to distract me, just to feel good, but not necessarily thinking about what I was doing or the consequences of my actions. So that like led me to um, um, where I was kind of doing these these things a lot. And I would feel good and I would feel happy when I would go out and then the second that I would come back home and I would be alone in my own apartment it was like I would be so sad and I felt so lost like I just felt like I don't know what I'm doing I don't know why I'm doing these things it doesn't like it feels good in the moment but at the end of the day like this isn't necessarily me it doesn't feel like me um I'm just like I'm, I'm just not, I'm just not happy. Like I feel lost inside. Like it doesn't feel like there's any meaning to anything. I'm so stressed out. My anxiety is bad. I don't know how things are going to work out. Like I all, like basically all that I had wanted at that time is I just wanted my life to change. I wanted my life to drastically change and I wanted a family, you know, like growing up, I always wanted to be married and I always wanted a family and things like that. And in that situation, um, I felt like was the right decision for me at that time that I had wanted to really to start taking my dean more seriously. I didn't do you know like a, com a complete three sixty. It was like in slow steps, but um, basically I had um, started praying again, and I hadn't prayed in so long, and I hadn't prayed consistently um, in years. Um, you know, I had converted when I was eight, 17, 18, and I hadn't like consistently prayed and until I was like 22, basically. So I had started praying Now keep in mind, I was still doing the other things that I was doing, but I had started praying. I was just starting to, um, regain that connection with Allah and, um, seek forgiveness and have those conversations with him and these kinds of things. Um, and it was like, um, very quickly, it was just me, me realizing that, you know, I, my life doesn't have to be this way. I'm choosing for things to be this way. Um, and I don't, I, I just don't want to live like this anymore. Like, this isn't what I want for myself. This isn't what I want for my future. Like, I want to have a different life. I want to actually practice my religion. I want to try to do better. Um, so for me, that was a big step coming from someone who was just, like, completely not practicing at all and doing everything that I was, you know, not supposed to be doing. So... At that time, I had made a very, you know, specific dua to Allah, just asking him, like, Ya Allah, like, please just help me. I feel so lost. Like, I remember um, my head in sujood, and it was, like, one of the first times that I had ever, like, prayed, like I said, in a very long time. 
um, and I was in, and I was in Sajud, and I was just crying, and, and I was just like, Ya Allah, like, I feel so lost, um, I don't know what I'm doing, um, I don't feel good about myself, um, I want things to change, I don't want to continue to be doing the things that I'm doing, um, and for me at that time, I felt like I was ready to get married and I also wanted to get married especially because like having haram relationships I knew myself that it was something that I had I had struggled with so I was like okay um and I and I don't want to say that I just like looked at at marriage as a solution um because I don't think that it necessarily is but in my situation I do feel like it helped me a lot to really kind of to really set my life on the right track um, so I remember crying, uh, and telling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala how lost I felt, um, and how sad I was, and that I just wanted a family, that I just wanted a family and I didn't want to be alone, and, um, that I just wanted to be happy and I wanted, um, love and I wanted a family so I started making very specific du'as surrounding, um, marriage, um, for me to get married. I don't remember the exact time frame <laughs> that I had asked Allah for um, looking back, but I remember that it was like, I wanted to get married within like the next like couple of years. I was like, yeah, Allah, within the next <laughs> however many years, I wanna, you know, I, I, wanna, I wanna get married, right? But I was very specific and intentional with my du'a um, because I, I just asked for very specific qualities in um, the man that I was going to marry. Like, for example, I, I remember asking Allah, like, Ya Allah, like, please just give me, like, a partner. Please just let me get married. Please uh, let me find someone that um, I can grow in deen with. Like, I specifically remember this. Like, please just let me find someone where, like, we can grow in our um, iman together and we can get closer to you together. And, and he helped me and I helped him. And me um, coming from, uh, like, being a convert and then growing up in America and struggling um, with practicing for such a long time. This may, this may sound, I don't want to say bad, but I specifically asked for, I didn't want um, whoever I was going to marry or whoever uh, or their family to be like super like strict with the religion. I wanted someone who was a little bit more relaxed, I guess, but still practicing and still had like a very strong faith in Allah, but they weren't like, they didn't have all these crazy strict expectations or also too I asked like because I know a lot of girls will struggle with this just cultural expectations that um be placed on a Muslim woman um during like the marriage process especially by the family um so I wanted someone and um that someone's family to also be very understanding of um my background and that I was still also like very much on a, a journey uh, and, and still growing and still had a lot of growing to do with my own faith. Um, and then in addition to that, like I just remember like asking for like specific qualities that I had wanted, like, Ya Allah, like um, just let him be like kind and caring and funny and, you know, understanding of me and my background and where I'm at and 
help and to help me grow and be closer to you and and you know obviously like I, I would ask you know like a Muslim <laughs> husband and we would you know um, get married and uh, raise our our kids inshallah in Islam and these these kinds of things I, and I kept making this dua but I was still struggling a lot in a lot of other areas of my life and then Alhamdulillah, I met my husband. Um, I want to say it was almost instantly after I had started making dua um, for this, um, for my life to change and for um, me to get married and for the marriage to help me, um, you know, complete half of my, my deen and, and just grow as a person um, and us push each other and grow together and these kinds of things. And then, alhamdulillah, it was very short after. And, and wallahi, I, I know that um, that was just, like, Allah, like, directly answering my dua. Like, it could not have been any more obvious. It was just, like, I had never made a dua like that ever before in my life. I had never made a dua surrounding, like, relationships or marriage or, or anything like that. And then I, I did, and I was very, like I said, I was very, very lost. Um, and I was going in a very um, not good direction in my life. Like, I was just completely wayward, and um, I was not surrounding myself with people um, of the dean, and it was just pulling me further and further and further away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It was a couple weeks after I had turned 23, so like 22, 23, I got married, um, which isn't super young, um, but... Um, you know, sometimes I, I, after I got married, I was like, oh, like, maybe I wasn't ready. Like, it is a lot. Um, it is a lot. But I do know that I would not be where I am today, and I would not have the relationship that I have with Allah today. And I, and I fear that if, you know, genuinely I feared for myself um, with the way that I was going and the people that I was surrounding myself with that if I didn't make a change soon that um, my life was just going to go in a much different route that would have taken me very far away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, and you know subhanAllah like I still have so much work to do and I'm working every day and I still struggle a lot with a lot of things um but I am so much closer to him I'm constantly like even though I'm not like perfect by any means or doing like half the things I should like I still think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the things I should be doing and I never like it wouldn't it, it didn't cross my mind for years like it just did not cross my mind I was very lost um, subhanAllah. So that is a very long story, but that is like a very big dua, honestly, because I, I genuinely feel like that dua that I had made changed my life. It really, really did. Um, you know, my husband, um, you know, his faith and the faith and conviction that him and his, his family have in and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and um, their knowledge, you know, subhanAllah, like I, I, they really like inspire me and push me um, to do better, especially my, my in-laws, uh, like his family, like they're just amazing um, people and they're very good examples, I feel like, of, um, of what, um, you know, a, a Muslim family should, should look like and that's very different than what I had growing up, so um, yeah, it's a very long story. <laughs>
Um, but that's the dua that I think of and then kind of the the background behind it. SubhanAllah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward her for sharing this with us. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue to guide her and bless her union and just continue to uplift her. Allahumma ameen. Okay, the next dua is from another friend. And this friend said, When I was in high school, I struggled to find friends who would push me closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I had Muslim friends, alhamdulillah, but they kind of just did the minimum and fine with me doing the same. So before I went off to college, I made a lot of dua to make a friend there who would push me closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when I went, I became friends with my friend Aisha, who I'm still close with now. And alhamdulillah, she was exactly what I was making dua for. Like she would push me to memorize Quran, to go to the masjid more. And if I started to gossip, she would hold me back. Just a really positive influence. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless your friend and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you and continue to strengthen you both. Allahumma ameen. Okay, the next dua from another friend. The dua she chose to share was, My Lord, have mercy upon them as they fry me up small. That is a dua from Surah Al-Isra, verse 24. She said, I frequently made this dua, especially in sajda. I really just want the best for my parents and I am so grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for them. They have done so much for me and sacrificed a lot. I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not only have mercy upon her parents, but may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase her parents and her and all of ours. Allahumma ameen ya rabbal alameen. And last but definitely not least, this last friend chose the dua. O transformer of hearts, make my heart steadfast on your deen. Another translation that's pretty common is, O turner of hearts, make my heart firm upon your religion. And this friend said, I chose this dua because I honestly feel that whenever I make this dua, I become closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he doesn't allow me to go astray. Whenever I make this dua, deep down, even if I were to have a bad day, I still know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there and I instantly try my best to give my iman back. And I love that so much because it's also reported by Imam Ahmed from the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha that this dua was a dua that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam used to supplicate with Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward all of them for sharing. Allahumma ameen. And to wrap it up, I was hoping that we could that we could come up with three duas that we plan to make for the next three days. For the first dua, I want you guys to come up with your own dua and find the corresponding name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that you may call upon him with it. For the second dua, I want you to make a dua for someone. Because in a hadith narrated by Abu Darda in Sahih Muslim, it says it says that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, No Muslim servant supplicates for his brother behind his back, but that an angel says, and for you the same. So let's make it a habit to just make good duas for people around us. And lastly, I want you to make the last dua that we share the O turner of hearts, keep my heart firm upon your religion. And to officially conclude, when we make these du'as, let's make an effort to not just make empty du'as, but also explain why we're making the du'a. Like, if I were to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, increase me in knowledge of your book, I'd continue and explain by saying, so that I can better understand and practice my Islam, so that I can benefit from it, so that I can learn and share that of which I've learned, so that I may earn your pleasure, Ya Rabbi. Or if I wanted to become hafiz of the Qur'an, I'd say, Ya Allah, make it easy for me and allow me to become hafiz of the Qur'an so that, inshallah, when I have children, I can teach my children so that I can recite more Qur'an. Help me become hafiz so that I may earn your pleasure, Ya Rabbi. You know? Not only do you make that dua, but you know what you're asking for. And it makes that, it makes your asking just that much more meaningful. Also, I wasn't kidding when I said that I want us to learn the 99 names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala together. So 
another episode, another name, and for this episode, I want to leave you guys with the name Al-Muji, which is the responsive and the answer of prayers. So with our du'as, we can call upon Al-Muji in hopes and tawakkal that he will respond to us if it is good for us. Al-Mujib is the one very close to his believers and readily available to hear and answer the supplications of those who ask. He is the responder to all needs, invitations, and prayers. Whoever needs help in difficulties, they should call upon his name, Al-Mujib. And that is all that I have for you guys. Until next Wednesday, inshallah ta'ala, jazakhli khair for listening. And like I say in every episode, share with whoever you think will be of benefit. And inshallah, if you want to share a du'a, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answered and how it impacted your life, you can always DM me on Instagram at howinscripted. But if you're not on social media, you can shoot me an email at howinscripted at gmail.com. And yeah, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.